What's up, After Buzzers? It's that time again. We're talking Season 4, Episode 7 of The Magicians. There's a war brewing between the library and the hedge witches, and we're going to talk about it. So stick around. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. It's that time again, y'all. Thursday night. Thursday night, right? Thursday it is, night. It is, in fact, <laughs> Thursday. No, it's Wednesday. Not really. Man, I see. Every time. You see, every time. The Titan Games is over. No more Titan Games. This is my only show. It's Wednesdays. Wednesday. You see, I'm looking forward to the end of the week. Guys, it's that time again. It's Wednesday night is what I meant to say. We're right here on the Magician's After Show, right here on AfterBuzz TV, talking season four, episode seven, The Side Effect. That's right. My name is Ty Matthews, but joining me, as always, been here since day one, or since day one of this season, uh, talking about the magicians. You can also catch him talking about Westworld on the network. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nate Miller. What's up, guys? Happy to be back. Have you expressed your inner? Those... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's all good. All good. Oh, man. Lots to talk about. See you. To get right into it, what I like about where we're going with this part of the season and where we're going with this episode is that we're dealing with sort of uh, time and sort of the order of things and the chronology of things. I, you know, not to get too deep into it because we'll talk about it a little later, but we we find out that a lot of this episode is kind of happening happening simultaneously at sort of the same time as last week's episode. What do you think about that? Um I thought it was really interesting, just like how you said, like, from a narrative perspective, it was really cool. We've had a lot of, like, plot happen with a lot of characters missing. Mm. So to be able to get, like, a follow-up on, like, what's been going on and just the way that they delivered it was really interesting. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Um, this show can kind of get Game of Thronesy with its multiple plot lines sure. in an ensemble cast. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I love that the episode is called Side Effects, and it's... A kind of about how you we have all these side characters, but they're really not side characters. They're main characters as well because uh. the stuff that they're doing is very important. It's just narratively not necessarily presented in that same way. I thought I just thought it was really meta. interesting. I did not even yeah. put that together. That's genius. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and yeah, I think the. Uh, framing the episode with this sort of narrative device of of Penny and Derek kind of sitting down and just sort of like talking about the stories, I think is is so fascinating. And it gets I feel like this this season has gotten more meta than any of the other seasons have. Oh yeah, um, for sure. In in the fact that like they're just straight up referencing last week's episode as like oh like that was a whole different book like that was basically that was a different episode you know yeah yeah. Yeah, there was a few times that were some pretty obvious, like, fourth wall breaking nods. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just really good writing. Like, they, it's really interesting that they have been able to create this world where you can have a book that tells everything that's going to happen. But somehow that doesn't break the plot or create these loopholes. Like, they've handled it very delicately and, and you know, the changing of things. And, you know, I, I'm really curious to see how this is going to play out with just the fact that he... I mean, it's the Underworld Library, but it's still, like, part of the library, right? Sure. And, like, if he has a copy of the real books and knows what's going on, like, aren't they going to know eventually, too? I don't know. Right. But it was it was really interesting. Great way to catch us up on, like, Katie and stuff and some characters that we haven't seen in a while. Um, yeah. I, like, I, I honestly, I can't think of another show that has done it in that way, though. It's just, just really creative. Right. And I think, yeah, the fact that Derek even kind of, like, straight up calls that out. He's like... We haven't seen her since the the end of the the Dewey heist, right. you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's 
it's just a really smart way to uh, like with with the same stone you you are bringing that character up to date and filling them in on what, what's been going on but also at the same time like delivering it in a way that also in and of itself moves the plot forward because right. this whole thing of this stuff going on on the side and him telling the higher up guy about like that the side characters matter too is important because obviously that's what gets Penny the promotion in the end. Right, right, so. right, right. And we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to sort of that, you know, that whole thing. We'll talk about this kind of this brewing war between the library and the order. Uh, there's a whole lot, whole lot of ground to cover, I feel like, in, in every episode, but especially this one. Uh, so let's start out with that. That's kind of I where I wanted to start out with is, is Penny and Derek. And Derek, uh, we'll take it kind of chronologically, like where where we were given this information. Uh, Derek, we're, we're first told, has only been in the underworld for about three weeks. Um, just, like, loads and loads of privilege, just kind of, like, just throwing books wherever they, you know, wherever he just kind of decides based on not really much uh, in general. Doesn't seem to have a ton of respect for, you know, kind of the female-centric stories or anything that doesn't have to do with, like, a, a white male protagonist. Um, it's He even sort of, like... I think they they kind of hang a lampshade on the fact that a lot of people just at a glance think that this is a show about Quentin when really like it hasn't really been about Quentin in in a pretty long time I feel like you know yeah. like I I think it it definitely started that way but I think one of the great things about the show is that they've kind of given ample sort of um billing I guess to the to the sort of rest of the gang at this point you know um I would still say that Quentin is the main character. Do you think so? Yeah, I think without a doubt Quentin is the main. I also think Alice is. I I would I would say I would put Julia in there too. Sure, but I would say the three of them are the main characters. I, sure, I do think that it is. It's much more of an ensemble show now yeah. than it was before. Like it's not to say the other side characters aren't important, but when you get, when you have a show like this where you flush out those you know side supporting characters out to where they're like real characters. Mm. As the show goes on and you have you know more time, more plot lines, you're going you're gonna to see more of them because just by nature of them being like real characters. Because if they're like one-dimensional side-filling characters, you can only do so much with them so they don't get to grow. Sure. Whereas they've developed these people and now we've get to see them grow. And so, yeah, they are, you know, just as important. But also in, in, the, t- in the TV world, Quentin is the in, lead. See, or, that's so interesting. And I feel like to that point – the show has done such a great job of taking uh, Margot and Elliot, especially going from these kind of tertiary sort of like kind of punchline machines in, in season one to whereas I feel like season two and three, I feel like we're, we're definitely Margot and Elliot seasons. Do you think, or, or do you still think that it was Quentin's? I mean, maybe it's just that maybe I'm just wrong in, <laughs> in how <laughs> no, I view no, no, TV yeah. shows. Let's talk about it, yeah. But I think, like, you can, you can, I definitely would say that there are Margot Elliott seasons, mm. but I still think even within that, it's still, Quentin is still the main character. Sure. Because even when he is a side character in someone else's plot, he's still very much in 90% of the episodes. Mm. Like, there's very few episodes that Quentin is not in. Right. Even, even if he's just side supporting out, Another side character's major plot point, uh-huh. he is there. He's involved in some way. Right. Whereas on the flip side, for Quentin stuff, sometimes it's just like just him and like Julia. Or like it's just him and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that's why for me, I think especially even just in the way TV shows go, like uh-huh. 
like I said earlier, when you have good characters, those mid seasons are not going to be really about the main characters. They're going to be about the side characters actually having plot and how that main character reacts to people around them. Cause sure. that's cause you can only do so much with one person, like being the center of attention all the time. Like if you're trying to make a show about real people. Yeah, definitely. Um, now in this sort of, in this subplot with, with Penny and, and Derek and kind of, you know, um, Penny kind of serving out his, his continuing to serve out his sentence. Um, I guess a sentence still feels kind of weird, but like duty's job, I guess yeah. you could say, um, with the library, it, it feels like we, we don't really, that part of the, of the episode doesn't really move the plot forward until the very end. Uh, it seems like it's, it's mostly just kind of that sort of framing device for, you know, here, um, the stories about, about Katie and, and Fen and, um, and, and that kind of whole thing. But to jump forward to the end and we'll, we'll talk about like the very last line in predictions, but what did you think about that kind of that, that reversal, that sort of reveal that like, oh, Derek actually died in the crusades you know and that he's been here for quite a while uh, it was i it was surprised um Ooh. it was definitely a, a a left turn for me um it was very interesting also i mean again having rewatched the episode a second time like there's some things that he says that's like okay now i kind of leaving the breadcrumbs yeah, a little like, bit yeah if you're if you're but at that time like i'm thinking about all the other things going on we don't know anything about like we haven't seen really penny anything like this before right so i'm like looking at that stuff and like the stuff on the back wall with the lights and different i'm like man this, this <laughs> office looks so cool right, like right, what right. so i wasn't really paying attention um yeah i was really surprised were, were, did you were you surprised uh, absolutely too? yeah i was when when we get that line where he says like oh i think you're ready to move up yeah i definitely wasn't expecting that like i thought he was just some like brand new dickhead that was there to kind of mm-hmm. show us that you know like look like penny has settled into this role in such a way that he's like he's perfectly fine just showing someone like no like this is how you do it what do they call it white protagonist syndrome uh yeah 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 i think that's what it was yeah saying that he's from the crusades he's like believe me i that was funny (laughs) when it was that was really funny we thought it was all about white males back then yeah we knew that was that was really funny (laughs) yeah that was good yeah and so um that kind of yeah that reveal i thought was was kind of a a fun yeah a fun twist and a fun kind of step to to take in in this kind of subplot i was also surprised that we that we got another episode with original penny so soon after after last week's episode because i felt like i felt like that was their way of kind of saying like all right we're going to say bye to original penny for a little while yeah. at least you know no, I I agree with you. I, it was it was kind of a surprise. It was a welcome surprise sure. for me. Um, he is just such an incredible actor. Like to see him play the changes between the two of them, but then also now the changes that he's gone through, having been down there and experienced yeah. like a different thing. Like even that, you can tell that There's, he's different. Exactly. I feel like um, this. This penny is is so much more kind of professional and straight laced while still being him. You know. Right. Um, there's that kind of nuance, like, no, like, I'm part of this order now, this is my job, like... Well, I think, yeah, I mean, and he also, he says something along those lines of, like, him realizing that when he, when he first got down there, all he could think about was, like, when he was going to leave, but you reach a point where you realize, like, I'm not going to leave. Right, so right. <laughs> might as well, you know, lean into it. Yeah, and the fact that he, that he appreciates the job now, and that he sees it for, 
for what it needs to be and kind of the purpose that he's serving, you know, the fact that it's, it's, it's about, um, what does he say? It's about knowing these stories and being able to appreciate them without intervening. Um, there's something so kind of fascinating about that, about knowing the story past, present and future and just kind of letting it unfold, you know, right. and just kind of being, I guess the, the arbiters and the archivists, you know? Yeah. It's just super interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and again, like it's nice to credit to the writers. Like we got that little meeting with him and Hades before and kind of, again, seeing that play out of like this idea of if, if he goes along with it and does mm-hmm. well like he could do something special there so who knows what that means right i don't know it's obviously i think it's building towards something definitely but really cool way to you know tie him into everything that's happening but then also like like we said like bring all these other side characters up to speed and like what's been going on like the way that they it, it was almost it I, I my one little criticism i think it, it was a little jarring at some points mm-hmm. of how we were jumping through time of stuff that we had already seen yes yeah um but I don't know. Maybe I just have not been paying attention well enough. No, but I think I think it's it's definitely um, different, and it's it's sort of this is like uh, this is the first thing that always comes to mind when I think of um, finding out things that that happen side by side instead of like either before or after because we're used to that sort of linear chronology. But the thing that jumps to mind and this this is dumb, but like. Um, I'm obsessed with the Saw series, so like spoilers, oh, no. spoilers, real quick for for Saw Four. If y'all haven't seen it, oh, no. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert! Can I tell you that like Spoiler the one alert. scary movie? I hate scary movies. Okay, like the one scary movie that one of my friends tricked me into watching was like I think it was the first Saw. Really? Yeah, and it gave me nightmares for months. It's rough. Those... It's terrifying. <laughs> it has su- and it has such a great story that exactly, like yeah. I got sucked in and I couldn't stop watching even though I knew it was gonna scar me. So. I could sit yeah and talk about like the moral compass of Jigsaw. Like that's one of my favorite things. But oh, so so Saw Four, the ending of Saw Four. If y'all uh, don't know, it's it's you know it's a building and you think it's all a sequel and at the at the very end you find out that everything in Saw 4 is happening at the same time as everything that's happening in Saw 3 and like that's the that's the first thing that's kind of all I got I'm not going to go into further detail about it you can watch the movies if you want but that's the first thing that always jumps to mind when I when I find out I feel like there's a name for it. I feel like there's a word for it. If y'all are in the in the chat or if you're on Twitter or Instagram, hit us up. Tell a us a name for that. It, it, when, when, when there's a name, yeah, for that trope of finding out that something isn't a direct sequel, but it's happening parallel Adjacent. at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a word for that that I've seen on like TV tropes or something before, but who knows? We'll see. Um, but that's kind of, yeah, that's uh, what jumps in my mind. Just a little bit of tangent. Um, we're going to get back into the rest of the episode. We got a lot to talk about RE, uh, the library and the hedge witches and fillery and all that stuff. But uh, we got a real quick message for y'all. Uh, Nate, do you want to take it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, before, yeah. Before we move on, we just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And, you know, for us to continue to grow, we could really use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, uh, go ahead and hit that thumbs up, subscribe. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. Uh, But no matter where you are, please leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation with us. Uh, Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to us, and we really appreciate uh, you guys, the listeners, for supporting us and doing what we love. So don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows, please. Absolutely. Uh, this, this, <laughs> thank you. Wonderful time. Fantastic sound drops. Um, 
yeah, this this show is is so much fun to kind of talk about and pick apart. Um, and it's kind of it's changed so much like over over the course of these four seasons. So it's super, super fun to talk about. Uh, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Instagram, hit us up, be part of the conversation. Uh, hit us up with your way left field conspiracy theories. Who do you think it is that Penny's talking to at the very end of this episode? Real quick before we move on, I want to talk about that cliffhanger and that kind of like that POV shot of Penny, like, oh, it's been a while. Welcome to the underworld, you know? I. I feel like this show doesn't deal that much in cliffhangers that often, mm-hmm. but this was just like, oh, this is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it was it was a tough. It yeah. was a tough ending. It was and it and also like it came off of that like already like a twist of him saying with like the whole job thing uh-huh. and us like not seeing that. <laughs> so that was a surprise already. Sure. Um but to get Another cliffhanger, like right at the end, and then to be like teased and not know, like, <laughs> sure. it was awful. And speaking of twist surprises, <laughs> we have a special uh, magic surprise oh, guest joining. <laughs> Didn't think she was gonna make it in. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Nonsense. You're here. We're glad you made it. We've only covered one subplot, we got a lot to get into still. Ladies and gentlemen, you've seen her since day one right here on this very panel, Miss Adrian Snow. Hi. Sorry, I was shooting something. Yay. (laughs) Coming straight from a hot set. I was like, I'm down the street, might as well try. Hey, guys. Perfect. How are you? Good. We're glad you made it. And Um, we have a God of the Week, so. Oh, my God. Of course we do. No pictures. Look at you. I have knowledge. So real real quick, we're we're about to to move on from this, but quick thoughts on the framing device of of Penny and Derek and kind of that whole... Yeah, mm-hmm. I y'all did y'all like it or no? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it because it was a different way of telling a story about about characters that we don't normally get a full episode of. Mm. So it was still even playing on on it in that way by having uh, a person who has now become a side character, but who was a main character telling the story to someone who is very much like a throwaway character in terms of Derek, in terms of him just being introduced, right? And so it was also just a nice commentary that it was. They're kind of acknowledging the fact that often when stories about women are told, they're told through the the, the lens of men. Mm-hmm. And to have Penny there as the kind of spokesperson for, you know, hey, like, maybe be a little bit more progressive. Right, exactly. It's still commenting on that, but also being progressive in that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, just the fact that, yeah, like... Derek, sort of, it seems like, yeah, on purpose as this test is sort of this picture of of white male. What did he call it? He called it. We're just talking about it. Uh, yeah, white white male protagonist syndrome. Is that what it is? Yeah, but he called him something else. He was like, oh, frat boy, yes. cis frat boy. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, so good. We got a lot more to talk about. Uh, let's get into um, Zelda and and the the library and the order and and this kind of whole deal. What did you guys think about this? I feel so much empathy and annoyance with Zelda all at the same time. Sure. So it's like she, in this effort to be wholesome, just isn't thinking everything the way through, all the way through. And just also, I feel like it's taking her way too long to go searching for her daughter. And it's mm. only because now she's feeling haunted by her. And it's kind of like, that's where my empathy starts to wane. Sure. But in terms of the effort uh, to be good in a very dictatorship like 
workspace. <laughs> right. I appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. What, what was that face? I, I don't know. I just like I, I'm in the same boat, I guess, where like I kind of feel bad for her, but mostly I don't. Like mostly mm, I don't. I just don't. I just don't, I don't think that. I don't know. I just don't think that it's an, enough in it. Her wanting to do good things, I don't mm-hmm. think, is enough of an excuse for her. You know, being a librarian and the, being a part of everything that's going on. Like, I, I think. See. I think it takes, especially to be like the. The banner, the flame of knowledge, or whatever yeah. they call it, like it's willful ignorance to to not know that like you're going to be harming all these other people and yeah, stuff that are and happening. Right. Also, to that, you know, it's not it is not good enough to try and be a good person in a, a system that is corrupt and intent on hurting others. Like, right. You can say that, well, you know, I'm doing my best in the system, but. If you're not trying to separate the system or take down the system, then you aren't really contributing anything. You're just making torture easier for others. Exactly. A lot of people in history have excused a lot of things by saying, I'm just doing my job, you know? Um, So, yeah, I think that's interesting. Another thing that I don't think I realized is that uh, Phyllis of the the Librarian Order, I didn't realize that was Jewel Stite until this episode. Yes! From Flash Forward? I... Okay. Oh, okay. That's also, how I know her. <laughs> also, also from Firefly, I knew her from Space Cases on Nickelodeon. I don't know if y'all. She was on Flash Forward okay. on the Disney Channel okay. with Ben Foster when she was like, I love it was ben like Foster. her first. I think one of her first TV shows. Yeah. I see. No idea. Nate, no, nothing. Nothing. Nope. Nothing. He got nothing. It's okay. Did you it was watch an Firefly? Yes. Okay. Who was she? She's, she's Kaylee in Firefly. Is that the the Mecha- the mechanic? Yeah. 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 Okay. I need yeah. to look again. But yeah, space uh, space cases was one of my one of my favorite shows growing up. Uh, there you go, there you go, pulling up some flash forward, information yes. on flash forward. Oh, Man, ninety six. I love it. I love it. Um, so, I thought it was even earlier than that, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we we get the story of you know uh, Alice and and Nick Saint Nick Santa Claus whatever you want to call him uh, are gone. They're, they've escaped from the library. Mm-hmm. Nick, they've they've kind of given up on it. Seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alice, they think is, I love what they call her. They call her an existential threat mm. to, to the library. And so Zelda kind of knows what they're hinting at, you know, like mm-hmm. not just jailing her, but they should be trying to kill her basically. Yeah. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple podcasts and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Um, so they, they come up with this plan of of sending out these trackers. You know, mm-hmm. they, they know that eventually she's going to run out of magic. Mm-hmm. She's going to turn to these kind of shady underground dealers. Uh, and so, you know, on a long enough timeline, she's going to turn to the hedge witches. Those trackers will lead them to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys what did you guys think of, of this <clears throat> whole plot? Trackers are never a good idea. Never good. Never good to to, to track people. Mm. <laughs> um, I feel like this I don't is... think she's I don't, I, Alex is a threat or Alice is a threat because she has a lot of knowledge. But I, mm. I it, it it didn't it wasn't. I think it was just like a poorly uh, plotted plan to avoid having to kill Alice. I see. I, I see. This part. Yeah, Nate. What do you think? 
I've actually I didn't think about it that way, but that kind of makes sense. Um, I think that they're using the narrative device of skipping through time of this happening while other things are happening. Mm. Uh, gave them the ability to the writers the ability to come up with this kind of, in my opinion, half baked plan of like, oh, we're gonna make these coins, and the coins have trackers, but the trackers also make people sick and make them die mm-hmm. because, from a tracking perspective, if if all the hedgewitches start dying because they're holding the coins, they're not gonna circulate, right? And then you're good. not gonna find anybody. That's a good yeah. point. So, uh, but okay, maybe I'm looking too deep at it. Um, I don't know. It was interesting. I and this is why I don't really feel bad for her of that reaction and uh, when they're like, "Well, they're killing people, but maybe that's not so bad." So we're just gonna keep doing it. And like, mm-hmm. obviously she's like upset, but she's not like, "Yeah, no, stop." <laughs> she's right. like, yeah. "Oh no." <laughs> yeah, I, I did think that the reason that she went to Alice though was to kind of stop that from yeah. happening, right. especially when so. the guy decides to go ahead and use the yeah. the um the Deweys as a way to just kill off, which kind of tied into what I thought last week, mm. that that alternate uh, or that different universe where oh. they hunt down magicians. Oh, like, right. That could kind of be like the feeder way of, of getting to that point. Which sure. Would be really interesting to see. And I liked, I liked, you know, we we have talked a lot about the chronology of this episode, but I like that this episode kind of like took a step back to kind of tie mm-hmm. into to last week's, mm-hmm. you know, and with like, okay, what really led to them, to the hedge, which is blowing up the Modesto branch. Yeah. You know, that it was a lot of what happened in this episode. Yeah. I also realized that that blonde girl is the same. Yeah, that's the same girl. From the card game, too. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that and her. that is how, and we'll talk about, about Katie's kind of whole thing, but that's also where the cufflings came yeah. from, mm. is the, the card game. Yeah. They've been tying right. the, all that's that nice. stuff in together. I like together. when they tie stuff in like yeah. that. Yeah. Really, really good job. And yeah. I mean, I know you already talked about this, but it's great to have Penny Penny 40 back. Yes. Oh, yeah, we, sure. were, yeah. we were just talking before you came in. We were talking about how it was sort of a welcome surprise to see him back so soon. Yeah. Because I thought that after last that week's episode over. that it was like, okay, we're going to, you know, put him away for a little mm-hmm. while. Uh, but it was great. It was, yeah, super, super fun to watch. Um, I, I felt like the, the, the Zelda plot kind of took a, a sharp turn from 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 tracking Ellis uh, Alice rather and and the hedge witches to um to finding Harriet and mm-hmm. kind of trying to get Gavin to to help her into that that mirror realm yeah, again. Right. Yeah, what did you guys think? I like I said I think she should have looked for her daughter much sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a while. Sure. And it, it's, it's I mean, nice it's, to have it's nice that they are building up their side characters. Right, right, right. And that they acknowledge that yeah, we don't always do the best job of building up these side characters, but we're but we've been planting seeds, so things are coming, which is yeah. nice to see. I can't remember how long was it of a of a timeline? Was it five months five that months. that they lived in their alternate uh-huh. identities? Okay, okay. It hasn't been so that probably long. yeah. So maybe five and a half, six months at this sure. point. Yeah. Maybe. Interesting, interesting. And Nate, what'd you think? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, like, I was surprised, I mm-hmm. guess. I didn't think that we were going to come back to this. I thought it was just like... Come back to Harriet? Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, hey, she's dead. It's right. really sad. Right. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I totally forgot that they were related. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of curious about 
Because, I mean, like, she got in and, like, it wasn't her. But mm-hmm. then, like, is she in there somewhere? And then that's why she... I mean, like, why now? Why those, now does she start being haunted by... I don't know. And those monsters, yeah. the monster versions yeah. of Harry yeah. are terrifying. Yeah, it was well, scary. Like, it's and like I, they feed on... I don't like scary stuff. On, like, they're, they're like... They exist in the mirror realm, and they're there. That she's there somewhere. It's just I that see. she's hiding from them or something. I don't know, but it was scary, and I didn't like it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We just talked about before you came in. Yeah, we were I'm talking about cat. Nate's history with horror films. <laughs> Not for me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we you know we we get that. Um, we see Gavin kind of being, I feel like, a little bit more helpful than than we've seen him be before. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's okay with uh, with helping her out. Mm-hmm. Um, we also see them. I forgot to mention, we see them take a little detour to Portland mm-hmm. to quote unquote find Alice. Yeah, Zelda's just leaving everyone. On. Yeah, they just went. Like, I feel like Gavin is just at like least he tried. really yeah. really bored right now because like <laughs> he keeps just popping up doing random stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he he's got no one to hunt. No nobody to be a bad guy for. So mm-hmm. he's just sure, like, like him showing up at the bank. Like, oh yeah, why was he at that bank? I forgot about that. Why was he there? <laughs> yeah. Really? He just wants some donuts, man. They just, just want him there. He just he, wants some character him. that they're slowly going to yeah. build up until I, he gets his own story. I he's got a nice like, menacing face. Right, yeah. right, yeah. I feel like that had to be a shout out to Voodoo Donuts. The fact it that, was right? totally, totally a shout out to Voodoo Donuts. I'm pretty sure I wrote that down in the notes. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so while we're talking about about the kind of plot involving the hedge witches, let's talk about Katie and Pete. And and this kind of Pete. whole uh, what is it? What is Pete's title? Lady? Is it Lady uh, Love? Uh, Love lady. Love lady. Love lady. It was yeah, Love Lady. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Um, I was definitely not expecting to see Pete again. Yeah. Right. No. Uh, it took me a while to remember who he was. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. No, that that happens to me with a lot of characters. I remembered Pete. He he had the most uncomfortable scene for the magicians for me when like Julia basically slept with him to get access to magic. And right, I thought that was gross. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. <laughs> now, I guess so. First things first. Let's talk about Katie trying to sort of still trying to live out the life of of Sam Cunningham and trying to still kind of solve these open cases. Because it was her own story, and mm. she wasn't just a side character. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I thought that was that was kind of fascinating. What did you guys think? Yeah, I yeah, I thought it was. I mean, she you just kind of hit it right on the nose because like, like because yeah, I feel like she has a point. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else was living in this this other skin for five months, mm-hmm. and then just everything drops. Yeah, and that was kind of one of the things I feel like I've talked about on the show before. But like, what happened to the people that knew Janet or knew yeah. Isaac? You know, like is like what happened what happened with like, those do they just yeah. with those people yeah like does it affect their memory do they remember it as a different person now mm-hmm. like is someone else living in that skin mm-hmm. it's cuz yeah like Sam Cunningham was was kind of a big time cop dealing yeah. with these major cases and, and i think it was more of a of a fulfilling life for Katie. Yes. And and that she had a purpose and she didn't have a lot of the problems that she already has. And we even talked about that, how I think the Dean gave her that life because he wanted to give Katie a break from like all the the pain and suffering she had been dealing with prior and to be helpful to people who were going through that, a very similar pain and suffering. Right. So I, I can see that, that being addictive, just like, oh, this is nice to have some normalcy, right. you know, for once. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what you said was, was interesting. Was it, and, and this could be something that completely went over my head, when, when they were given that potion, was it the dean that chose those lives for them? 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah, okay. Those lives. Just like Marina gave Dean, the dean his life when she. Oh, when that's she gave right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's fascinating. Um, so yeah. So so we get uh, Katie and Pete. I loved when they when they go to this this black market kind of bazaar. I guess you can call it mm-hmm. with these hedge witches. Katie pulls that whole. Have you guys heard the the story of like uh, trading the paperclip, the paperclip up to yeah. up to the you know was it the piano or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Um, that was so fascinating to me, and I I love that we kind of see like the magic equivalent of that. Yeah. That Katie um, in her quest to to find these things to pay off the Baba Yaga's rent, mm-hmm. which I thought was really fun. And the, or the whole... actual girl who like takes on the spirit of Baba Yaga Bailey, to find yeah. people. That was hilarious. Yeah, that so was really mean... fun. <sighs> her name was Bailey. Yeah. Okay, Bailey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that yeah. that was really fun. I really like the references to like Dungeons and Dragons, and even her with like the cuffs cuffs of charisma or a bag of holding. Like, <laughs> right, right. It's like, okay, let me push my glasses up now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. That was really funny. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah. Real quick, let's let's talk about the Babiaga and this kind of like. We're seeing all of these different, you know, uh, creatures kind of pop up in this world. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've seen uh, Santa Claus this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, that do was... you want to go into God of the Week? Oh, sure, absolutely. God of the Week. What a perfect segue! Yeah, is... in, in Meteorez. I don't know if we're gonna get the, the let's, sound. Let's get the, the let's no. get a sound effect. Let's get a sound effect going. There's, there's no, no sound. sound. There's Just no hit sound. anything. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Boom. <laughs> Boom. It's usually disappointed, but, you know, I was a little late on the game. I like it. Uh, Baba Yaga is the god of the week. I know Baba Yaga isn't a god, per se, um, but I did want to do something that was more about the folklore. Mm-hmm. So, Baba Yaga is basically a part of Russian and Czech folklore. She's a uh, basically a witch who lives out in the woods, and she can... I'm doing this all from the top of my brain, so if I mess it up... <laughs> Don't at her. Like, yeah, don't at me. Um, <laughs> she basically can can lure people in and and either turn them away from her to get them to ignore her, or she can she can aid them in in their request. Okay, it's all of her choice. I also think that possibly Hansel and Gretel is inspired by the idea of Baba Yaga. That's oh, just my own personal belief. But Baba is also another term for uh, in in Russia is uh, babushka, which is grandma, okay. and babcha in in Polish, and so the first half baba is is Ooh. basically to mean old, sometimes old ugly woman. Okay. And I was like, crap, are people out here calling their grandmas old ugly women? <laughs> and then yaga is is evil witch. That's okay. like what it means. So it's like a an old evil witch is like literally what the term means. There are references to the Baba Yaga in two pop culture things that I, I I had a bunch of other stuff, you guys. I'm so bummed <laughs> I didn't have it. But off the top of my head, it's referenced in Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes, yes. Uh, the Baba Yaga that they 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 kind of think ghost I love is that. like the Baba Yaga. I love that guy. And then in Rise of the Tomb Raider, there is a side quest where you can go and hunt for the Baba, hunt oh. the Baba Yaga. So. Also in John Wick, they refer to and him John Wick as, is, is as I had the that written too. John Wick is referred to as the Baba Yaga. Interesting. Okay, I like it. So there you go. That's it on the Baba Yaga. I did my best, y'all. I did that from the top of my head. I dig that. That was good. Good <laughs> job. Um, so so real quick, we'll we'll talk uh, about uh, about Margot and Fen, but let's let's finish off talking about Katie and Pete uh, and Pete's friend um, Gordy. Is that what it was, Gordy? Oh, the one who the who one that the, the the vet the the veterinarian who died. Gertie. 
No, so Duke is the one that died. Yeah. Duke is the one Gordy. where they kind of Gordy. Uh, yes, okay. Gordy was his friend. That was the vet that kind of helped him. No, oh, get that. He's get a, the object. He's a doctor. The, yes, he's a doctor. Yes, vets of, are of real doctors. I liked their their camaraderie, their friendship. Um, but yeah, that's where we kind of find out that these that these trackers are are killing hedgewitches, yeah. and kind of we get that sort of like. That that speech from Katie that even though her her mother who was a hedge witch was killed by another hedge witch she's mm-hmm. you know like still supportive yeah exactly right. yeah yeah I, I liked that she I liked that one Pete being a slime ball took him down briefly and had to knock him down a, a, a step because he gets on my nerves but <laughs> I also did like that it, you, you kind of got to see um, Katie take on a leadership role and I loved at the end that. Uh, Penny acknowledged that all these storylines, Katie, Finn, and and Zelda, will all lead to bigger. They're they're more, bigger parts of the story than we realize, and that they're going to be like that. Katie will change the way magic is done. Mm-hmm. Like these are the the beginning of that. So I really appreciated that. Would you say that they're going to have big side effects? God damn wow. it! Wow, <laughs> big side effects. You heard it here. That's uh, the, it's the name of the episode. It's the name of the episode. First I like it. Dad pun. <laughs> so, of so the yeah. Season. So with that, let's let's talk about um, Finn and her kind of premonitions, yeah. and because uh, yeah, we hadn't really seen her in a while. No, but I, I, I liked, I liked Finn. Fen's, um her premonitions, but also like the the fact that they're shining a light on the fact that she doesn't really ever get to be the hero. Yeah. So she's not really as eloquent as everyone oh, else. So good. And right? we got a, a nice touch of her knife work. That one clearly obsessed with knives, which is like a knife. Her. And oh my god. That it, line. And Margot could not pull it out of the of the wall. I was like, yes, she's a badass, and we all know it. That line, the one when she delivers that line, like poke around with what. Nice, like, yeah, just like. so so fun. But yeah, the fact that we yeah, uh, Nate and I were watching it uh, a little bit ago. But we get that commercial break of her like trying to give that rousing speech and yes, just like and stumbling like, over eh, everywhere. Oh, I'm not usually the one who does this. <laughs> and you're like, yes. Uh, Acknowledging our side characters as real people. Yeah, but so so we find out that she, you know, she had this premonition. She predicted the fact that the animals would be struck dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, she stops Margot from using that beet juice, which she she knows will kind of engulf that poor lizard in flames. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that she has to go to uh, where is it? The Fuchsia Forest, yeah. uh, or a, a part of the Fuchsia Forest, also known as Slossbane, to to find this this green lady and to figure out what they need to do next. Yeah. I, I I love that she's going to go on a quest and that she's taking a lead role in it. I did find it funny that Margot, being an actual lead character, had to make the quest all about her. Right, of and course. I was like, maybe it's not about you this time, Margot. Like, much respect, love you much, but maybe it's actually not about you. <laughs> like, right. Like, pretty Margot nice, thing to do, though. Yeah, oh, of like, course. A nice self-absorbed way of, like, making it about you by even it being is, like, well, it's about me. It is her box, too. Yeah, the the little true, but her birthright. Not, she was like every single premonition you had was about me, and I was like, <laughs> was it? Was it? But I love. I also love that that bickering between Josh and Mark. Yes, now. they are full on. Like, <laughs> are we getting back together? Not right now. Right, I can't stand your ass. Yeah. What did he say? Are you, are you gonna? 
throw it up in an- another relationship up in flames. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, She's like, I will torch this lizard. Oh, I will set this mofo on fire. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so, there. So, some it. hidden feelings there. Yeah, exactly. So I love it. Uh, a lot to a lot to to unpack. Uh, before we wrap up, let, though, let's get into some predictions. Yeah. And now your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Now we've, of course, we've got to uh, gear our predictions toward the very last line of the episode. Who is Penny talking uh. to? Okay, so if we understand that nothing about the story that we were we were shown tonight was told in a linear way, mm-hmm. then we can also assume that maybe this is a future Penny, and that he's talking about all these things much further in the past than we realize. So he's much further along in the future. Interesting. Okay, so it could really be any of them wow. at the end of their time, if mm. you think about it like that. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't That's know. A good, maybe yeah. Katie. I'm yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. Because I was like, well... We don't know be, exactly yeah. when any of those scenes from mm-hmm. this episode take place. Because they're talking about it from their book, and they're talking about it in the past, and sure. not talking about it as a current thing. That's very true. So... <sighs> I hate you. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I know. So, so, it re- so it literally could be anybody. It could, yeah. absolutely. So you're thinking maybe, possibly Katie. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. But I, he wasn't as lovelorn about it, but maybe. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. I could see it being Katie. Yeah. Just I don't that I mean that's who I thought just from the reaction. I just don't know who it could be that would give him that reaction outside right. of like Katie. Yeah. Well or, and and we we talked a little bit about um how this job has kind of affected his demeanor mm-hmm. and the fact that he's a little bit more kind of straight-laced and a little mm-hmm. bit more he's still the same old penny but he's a little bit more um adult. Yeah, he's more mm-hmm. adult. Yeah, exactly. He, this job has forced him to grow up quick yeah. in a big way and so he's he's not quite as openly hostile or antagonistic as he mm-hmm. might have once been um but he's he's more kind of uh, uh aloof i guess mm-hmm. but uh but yeah i don't know we talked about the possibility that it could have maybe been harriet uh, before we went live we we talked about that maybe mm-hmm. um because they did have a lot of interactions on on earth um, he has that uh, line too, or what's what's the guy's name? It's Derek. Derek. Derek yeah. asks when he's reading about it. He's like, "Oh, H- Harriet's dead or something, mm-hmm. or Harriet's in the underworld now." And he says, "Oh, well, you told me you didn't want any spoilers." Yeah. And there's like a weird. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, don't know. I think that's a good call. Yeah. yeah. So so who knows? It's it's hard to say Derek without thinking of the Good Place. Do you guys watch the Good Place? Yeah. Good Place. Derek. Maximum Derek. Jason Manzucas. So good. Um. So yeah. So you guys, please, if you have any conspiracy theories, no matter how uh, out of left field they are, tweet at us. Uh, hit us up. Be part of the conversation. We want to talk about it. Uh, that's our show for the week. Thank yes. you. So 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 much for joining us, Adrian. Thank you for for yeah, making it. That was a I welcome was surprise. Shooting a commercial. Uh, so. But let's go down the table. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. Uh, guys, you can find me everywhere at Dog Like Nate. And really quick, uh, I'm very excited. I'm announcing a brand new podcast that I've created with some friends of mine. It's all about working in the restaurant and service industry. So if you're into that or you work there and you're interested, please check it out. Uh, you can find all the information at 86 No Filter Pod on Instagram. 
There you go. I like that. Y'all can find me on all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA. That's Twitter, Instagram, uh, PlayStation. Come play games with me. Uh, this is my only after show. The Titan Games uh, show has ended, but you can go back and watch that. Uh, if you want to ch- catch me on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Saturday nights, 1 a.m., check those local listings. Uh, and that's it. We'll be right back here next week. Same time, same channel, talking season four, episode eight. But until then, peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.